0: Hey, Grounds for Discussion podcast listeners, we need your help. We're looking for ways to engage with our audience, and we'd love to hear what you think.
1: Send us your book suggestions for future episodes. We'll read and review them, and maybe even include your review on the podcast. You can reach us with your suggestions at groundsfordiscussionpodcast
0: at gmail.com. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming.
1: Welcome to Grounds for Discussion, a book club podcast for the average Joe. Thanks for joining us again here on Grounds for Discussion for our second installment in the book Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster. Um, hopefully, you were able to join us last time um, for the first installment where we talked about the inward disciplines. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so like I said, and then we'd like to dive in here with the second seg- um, section of the book, um, which is the outward disciplines, mm-hmm. and those are: Do you have the list back? I'm trying to see. Um. Things. There's see.
0: simplicity, uh, solitude, solitude, submission, and service. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. How do you, where do you want to start here back? You want well, to just go right through? Yeah. What stuck out to you about the simplicity? The first one.
1: Um, so simplicity. Yeah. You know how sometimes you sort of think, okay, I've sort of got a handle on that, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, and once again, it's like, God is just like, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. so for me, for those of you who may not know me, um, i I'm, I kind of consider myself a little bit of a minimalist. Mm-hmm. Not not to a huge extent. No. I'm not one of these people that only has one shirt and one you know and right. one spoon and this kind right. of thing. But um but I've always sort of admired those people a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to get there. Who can live you know? in like a
0: tiny house with like Yeah. Yeah. Very little amount of Yes.
1: So stuff. I think I was assuming almost just kind of a um from a materialistic standpoint yeah. um, of having and owning things and whatnot. And that is part of it, mm-hmm. but that is not all of it by a long right. shot. Right. Um, and so do you want to kind of, do you have a good good um, definition there at all or anything to kind um, of start with about what, what simplicity kind of entails?
0: And if not, well, that's okay. I just... <laughs> it, he does say that... Um, that it is an inward reality that resu- results in an outward lifestyle. So it's not just about, you know, the outward. It, it You have to make a change inward first before it can be outward. Yeah. But I don't know if he specifically gave a definition um, or if he did. I don't know if I. He,
1: he does say. I, yeah, I see where you're talking about the inward reality that yeah. results in an outward lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So what you're, what you're kind of hoping to end up with is a, a lifestyle that will look different, mm-hmm. even, even to, probably even to your Christian friends. Right. Um, but the very first thing he says is, and I think this is as good a definition as any simplicity is freedom. Mm-hmm. Duplicity is bondage. And mm-hmm. he just talks about, Almost the sense that, like, anything that would enslave you is taking away from this discipline of simplicity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that from there, he kind of goes into how Christ talks about um, seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added to you. And that's kind of the foundation a little bit, almost, mm-hmm. I would say, of, or it seemed to me like the, he was presenting that that is kind of the foundation of how to think about simplicity and what that means. Yeah. So I, and I, I think I wrote down something along the lines of, um, you know, he talks about seek first the kingdom. And I was like, this, this is pretty much it right Mm. here that, you know, like that's, that's as good a place as any to kind of just land. Yeah. Um, it says focus. He says focus upon the kingdom produces the inward reality. Mm. And without the inward reality, we will degenerate into legalistic trivia.
0: Yeah. Well, he also talked about how um, in our modern world, we're affected by the state that we're in. And he said that we're trapped in a maze of competing attachments. Um, One moment we make decisions on the basis of sound reason, and the next moment out of fear or what others... Will think of us. We have no unity or focus around what our lives are oriented in. Yeah. So, you know, having the basis of going back to the Bible and saying that is where our our base is. You know, because our world doesn't obviously do that or have that standard.
1: Um. Yeah. And and I he says at one point I I had the had this highlighted. Um, It says, as Jesus made clear in our central passage, freedom from anxiety is one of the inward evidences of seeking first the kingdom Uh of God. So he talks kind of a little bit about how it comes back to some signposts of what what will kind of show whether this is playing out in your inward person. Uh Um, And one of those is worry. Uh And I was like,
0: hmm. Yeah. Yup. And... That is something that I have always struggled with or fought against, worry. Yeah. You know?
1: And I've always been somewhat the opposite. I've always been a little bit of an ostrich. Mm -hmm. I tend to kind of repress. Mm -hmm. So rather than, like, worrying about it, I'm going the opposite direction but in in an unhealthy way,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: if that makes sense. Yes. But it's
0: still all the same thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. So what what stood out to you was anything? Um, with this section or in gen, in like the outward um, disciplines. Either
1: is there, was well, there one that kind of spoke to you more than yeah, the others? Yeah,
0: the um the section on submission I thought was really interesting. Yeah, and it's another one of those where you have to redefine, um what it actually means before you can talk about it, because um, it's another... You said last time, I think, people have hijacked the word, Mm -hmm. and that's such a good um, way of describing it, because when you say, what do you think of submission to somebody, just a random person, they will probably say that it's about, you know, one person... Uh, holding another person under their thumb or, you know, like being in control of somebody else or, you know, being a doormat, yeah. um, is like the definition that a lot of people would give. Yeah, And that's,
1: there's always one, but there's always this inequality of, um, what do I want to call it? Um, like one person is saying what's going to happen and the other person doesn't really get a choice or say.
0: Right. um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, he talks about how it's the, um, a submission is the ability to lay down the burden of always needing to get your own way. And when you think of it that way, it's like, Ooh, that hurt a little bit, (laughs) you know, because all of us do that. All of us want things to go the way that we want them to go and we think we know what's best and we're our own little gods and you know, submission has no place in that. Yeah. And, um, so and especially
1: it, I think in, in Christian circles, you know, if you asked a guy on the street, I do think it would have a bad name. But if yes. you ask it in Christian circles, sometimes I think it would even have a worse name, right. because it's been so maligned and made to look like something that it was never meant to be.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, Christ wasn't a doormat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, that's not what happened. God didn't send His Son and force Him to right. Th-
0: well, there was there that. was none of that. That right. wasn't what happened. That's very evident in, in the garden. Right. I mean. You know that's you can clearly see that, but I do think you're right. We see a lot of bad examples of mm-hmm. submission. Yeah, we see a lot of. Um,
1: well, and particularly, I think I mean, let's just say it for for women. Yes. That holds a whole different thing yeah. because I think there's been an, enough sort of um, abuses of scripture. Uh huh. That yep. where you know you know husbands are to love their wives, but wives are just meant to their husbands. Yeah. And. It's such a beautiful thing. It is. And it's been so maligned and so messed up Mm -hmm. by people who, frankly, were not living this life at all. Mm -hmm. We're not living a, a, um, inwardly disciplined, like listening to the spirit, always life, Uh you know? Um, because yeah, it, it, yeah. I think a lot of people are going to have a hard time recognizing that it even is a beautiful thing because they've never seen that. Right. They've never seen that modeled.
0: It really is about, um, respect and consideration for the other person Mm -hmm. and it has become twisted. You know, you think it's, (laughs) it's the opposite. Like you don't have any respect for
1: Right. Like, that like I see this picture of this wife who has just been browbeaten for so long uh-huh. that she doesn't really know how to even voice, um, a concern or whatever. Yeah. Um, and just, oh, her husband says, says we, we need to do this. Mm-hmm. And okay. Well, anyways, yeah. that's, I guess, you know, uh-huh. if she has concerns, squelch them down because right. you're supposed to submit. Right. Yeah. And that is not at all what Mm-mm. he's talking about No, here.
0: In fact, he says um, on page 113, I don't know if you want to look at it with me, but it says, most of us have been exposed to such a mutilated form of biblical submission that either we have embraced the deformity or we have rejected the discipline altogether. To do the former leads to self-hatred. To do the latter leads to self-glorification before we become hung up on the horns of this dilemma, let's consider a third alternative. And then he talks about him, uh, about Jesus saying, if a man will come to after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Um, And, you know, that kind of makes us a little bit uncomfortable because we're thinking, oh, we're denying ourselves, you know, um, the thought of self denial. Yeah. And
1: I love that he follows that through logically to its end. He says, Mm. if this is what you're, what you're seeing, you're going to start imagining pictures of graveling and self-hatred. And ultimately you're, you're going to start thinking, okay, this is like a rejection of individuality. Yeah. Like you aren't allowed to be your own person who God created you to be Mm. because you owe a debt of submission to someone else. Mm. And uh, Yeah. I, I love that he says, but you don't, you don't have to self-denial when it's, it's true self-denial
0: mm-hmm.
1: is you saying, I choose right. to put the interests of someone else before yes. my own. Yes. I'm choosing that. Uh-huh. That's my choice and I'm happy to do it. Mm-hmm. And that happy part <laughs> is, it, yeah. is a big hang up too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I think we often so see it, see it so we just don't see enough,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, lived out lives. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, in that manner.
0: Yep. Um, and he said our happiness is not dependent upon getting what we want. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's not about Mm -hmm. that should have no effect on our, our joy. Right. You know? So why would that affect us so much now? Why would we struggle with that so much now? Because we do want our own way. We do want... We do want to control every single issue. Yeah. And, yeah, that's something that I've always struggled with. And to see it in such a positive light and to see how the Bible really talks about it and, you know, to study it a little bit was really impactful, you know? So...
1: I, I, I had um, highlighted this one here I lo- that I really loved. He says, um, by denying yourself and taking up your cross uh-huh. um, that self-denial also releases us from self-pity mm. because you can't feel bad for yourself if you are the one who's given something up. Mm. So I don't know if that huh. I, for me that was just like oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Uh because so often I'll be like, well, okay. And then later on, you're kind of like, well, I just did that all the goodness of my heart, I guess, you know, Mm. just just (laughs) denying myself Uh for someone else and sort of play the martyr about it a little bit, you know, and you can kind of catch yourself in that and go, you know what? I made that choice. Yeah. That was a choice. Right. Right. And move on. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really, Mm-hmm. um, he also says that submission is an ethical theme that runs through the new Testament. And, um, you know, you see this posture of submission in men in the new Testament, as well as women. Mm-hmm. Um, it's for everybody, it's fathers and children, it's slaves and masters, it's, uh, it's all throughout the bible um so it's and it's Jesus and God you yeah. know you see it everywhere in the new testament and in the old testament as well i would think yeah um it, he didn't necessarily give examples of that but um just thinking of all the examples that the bible has given of submission and I think we don't always look at it as submission or maybe we're just so used to the stories that we, you know, don't
1: see the submission yeah. behind the act Yeah, because so many of those acts were, um, were started from a place of, uh, I will do whatever to further the kingdom. I write it. I don't, I don't matter in the equation. Right. I'm already in the kingdom. Mm hmm. I'm here to, you know, to further the kingdom, to seek the kingdom.
0: Like, think of Abraham, you know? Like, how much giving up of his own will and desire had to be going through his head in order to lift the knife, you know? Yeah. Like, what act of faith. That's what
1: I think about when when you talk to, when you said Jesus in the garden yeah. is saying not my will but yours mm-hmm. but that absolutely goes both ways or I would say all three ways mm-hmm. um, which is harder to lay down your life yeah or to kill your son yeah <laughs> I mean not kill but he didn't kill Jesus but you know to say I'm willing that my son mm-hmm. be the sacrifice hmm yeah. Um, which is harder for you to, to give up your own life or to
0: allow your child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And be. then, and then it's definitely a foreshadowing because then you think of Isaac and yep. what he had to do to be able to just lay there and be like, yes, exactly. this is, you know, who knows what was going through his head cause the Bible doesn't say, but, but you can imagine <laughs> Yeah, like my dad is really going to do this and he, yeah who knows how this is going to turn out or I'm going to die Yeah. and willingly laying there right, and letting that happen.
1: Yeah. I can't imagine. <laughs> Mm-mm. No, but it's, de- it's definitely there. It's not, it's not an aberration. This is throughout scripture. You right. Know? Um, right. But yeah.
0: Well, he also talked about husbands and wives specifically and, um, how the husband needs to live in consideration of his wife. And he should be willing to, you know, let, it, not give in to her, but like, you know, let her have a say and listen, actually listen to what she has to say. And then, um. Yeah. I love he's, he says leadership is found in becoming the servant of God, yeah, which yeah. is exactly true. That's what Christ did. hmm. Yep. And he also said that you know, in regards to his children that they their needs are more important than his own needs. And I think that's really important for today because, you know, you see the destructure of the family and um a lot of people just what it what is a marriage? It's a you know, just a piece of paper or, you know, but to see how relationships really should be in a family that's what we need to be as christians that's what we need to to show the world yeah um and how important that is to how a truly christian marriage is
1: a beautiful organism where each you know each each person in in that part in that relationship is willingly
0: submitting to the other yeah yeah, and to not be afraid to say that I submit to my husband, or how that will be taken, you know. Yeah,
1: I almost feel like we need to create a new word for yeah, seriously for, for the new century, like yeah, to, to take back the meaning. of Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, because um, as soon as people hear the word "submit," they shut down, mm-hmm. and I get it, I really do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but yeah, um, this is. I don't know, maybe a little weird to some people, but he included this little hymn
0: uh-huh. that, um,
1: uh, I don't even know oh, George Matheson. I didn't, I didn't know that name, uh-uh. but he wrote this hymn. And one of the verses says, make me a captive Lord. And then I shall be free. Force me to render up my sword and I shall conquer or be. I sink in life's alarms. When I stand, when by myself, I stand, imprison me within thine arms and strong shall be my hand and it to me it just i wrote down it made me think of the child who's who is free to walk when he's hand in hand with his daddy mm. like that's how he's 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 completely free to run and jump and do whatever cuz mm-hmm. he's he's being held mm-hmm. he's it's freedom yeah you know yeah and joy and you know yeah huh. i don't know it just made me think of that and i thought you know what yeah that's exactly where I want to be. Uh-huh. Well,
0: do you, uh, want to move on to the next one? Sure. Um, which is service, I think. Yes. Although I did right? want
1: to say, and I, I can't, I couldn't remember where it came from. Yeah. I feel like it may have been submission, but I'm not really sure. But, um, one thing that really s- stuck out to me was when he talked about the freedom, um, to not always have to sell, like self justify. Mm. Um, and it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. He was like to pay attention sometime, notice how many times during the day, something Mm -hmm. that you say Mm -hmm. is in some way to justify something you've said Mm -hmm. or to justify something you've done or are going to do Mm -hmm. or, and I started paying attention. I'm like, Oh my word. Yeah. I mean it. I couldn't believe it, it just, it, it really hit me like a ton of bricks. i yeah. like, Lord, I, I need your help to not have to defend myself uh-huh. because I want my yes to be yes and my no to be no
0: uh-huh.
1: and my actions to speak for themselves. Uh-huh. If there's something to justify, then I've done something wrong, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. because why else am I saying it? Right. Um so that was another little yeah. little nugget. Yeah. I I I wish I could remember which one it was. Yeah. I think it might have been submission, but it may not have been. Okay. So anyway, mm. I just wanted to yeah, throw that in there. That
0: really um it's home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Mm. And I do that all the time, especially I think in parenting. Yeah. You
1: know. I, I think in our culture we're just so bombarded by so many different opinions. Mhm that we always feel the need to sort of stake our claim yeah. on whatever truth we're staking our claim on. Mm-hmm. And the idea of living your life in truth mm-hmm. is absolutely correct, but it should speak for itself. And yeah. if for some re- reason yeah. you're feeling the need to justify, mm-hmm. so, then something something's off.
0: Yeah. I, I wonder if it was in um, solitude. Because it been. talks about not using your words continuously, and you know that it may have been similar. solitude. I couldn't yeah. remember which one, so yeah. we may
1: we may get there in a minute. Yeah, <laughs> I'll probably see yeah. it in my highlights and be like, "Oh, that's where it was." Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, solitude was actually before submission. Um. Okay. So if you wanted to skip back to solitude, we could. Um, well,
1: solitude, I feel like goes right kind of hand in hand with. Um, meditation just because of the obvious yes. connection of um, sort of sitting in silence or being mm-hmm. okay with just you and the Lord. Yep. Because I'm not going to lie to you. Um, a lot of times when I sit down to truly engage and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and be actively listening, yeah. it's uncomfortable. Yeah. hmm. Um, and I just feel the gap of, Holy God, mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Like, what am I doing in the presence of this holy God? Mm-hmm. What am I even doing here?
0: Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think with solitude, um, he was talking about how um, it's important to know, like, when you're silent... if, if we're silent when we should speak, we're not living in the discipline of silence. So, and then the opposite is true. If we speak when we should be silent, we, the same thing happens. So, um, that kind of goes along, I think, with like being able to justify your words and, you know, do I need to speak right now? And, being led by the Holy Spirit with every word that comes out of your mouth, you know, yeah, that just kind of made me think of that. But
1: and so many of these disciplines point to a life very intentionally lived, there is really no such thing as autopilot, mm-hmm. and that in and of itself is intimidating to me. Mm especially in combination with the thought that how we pray matters, mm-hmm. how we live matters. Mm-hmm. Um, not just in some kind of ephemeral, like, oh, it's important to do right kind of way, but in yeah. the actual end of eternity sentence. Right, right. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. If, for those of you who don't know us, our dad, um, I don't think he'd mind me telling this, but he was saved by... A man who was handing out tracks yeah. on the street. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't get more <laughs> um sort of like intentional living than, than yeah. the idea that my dad might not know Christ today. Yeah. You know? Yep. A- again, like it's not just the will of man. I know that. Right. It's not just what we decide. God is sovereign. Mm-hmm. But then you go, well, that guy would have missed out on that blessing yes. of, of being the one who was able to, and he d- he probably doesn't even know, mm-hmm. probably doesn't even know that he did that, you yeah. know?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but anyway, I, <laughs> so it, it gets, it gets uncomfortable sitting in the solitude when mm-hmm. you think about all of that stuff that goes into it and how intentional, how intentionality mm-hmm. matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Are, I... I think it's a different world today and people just automatically spew. I do this. Mm -hmm. I automatically spew what I think should happen or what I think is best or, you know, on and on and on. And social media, you know, has its play in that. And I, I think just to be reminded that our silence should we don't have to justify who we are or what we do before God so why am i even so trying who else to, would justify you try it? to justify right to. right <laughs> nobody
1: else is nobody else matters right i don't mean it in the sense that they don't matter but as far as justification
0: right he right He is the one who is my
1: justification,
0: right? Quite literally, (laughs) yeah. So why am I doing this? (laughs) Uh, And just to be aware of your words and what you're saying and why you're saying it. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, Um, the last one in this section was service, Um, and. One thing that I underlined, um, I can read it to you. It says, in some ways, we would prefer to hear Jesus' call to deny father and mother houses and land for the sake of the gospel than his word to wash feet. Radical self-denial gives the feel of adventure. If we forsake all, we even have the chance of glorious martyrdom. But in in service, we must experience the many little deaths of going beyond ourselves. Service banishes us to the mundane, the ordinary, the trivial. And that kind of reminded me of that one book that I told you about. I don't know if you remember, but it's called um, Liturgy of the Ordinary. ordinary. Yep. And taking every single um, action that you do in the day, And surrendering it to God and bringing him glory through it and like praising him through it. Like making your bed and folding the laundry. All these things that we think are just, we got to get those done so that we can do the quote unquote really important things. Or even just the fun things. Or the fun things. Yeah. Yeah. Or just things that we want to do instead of have to do. Yes. And I'm reminded quite a bit throughout the day what was it? It was something either today or yesterday that I was doing that I thought, no, I'm not going to rush through this. This might seem mundane, but God has given me this job to do right now for some reason. And I want to do it with a happy heart. And, you know, and obviously I don't do that all the time because I'm not perfect, (laughs) but just to remind myself, That it's in those small acts of service that my faith is shown, you know, and people will be able to see that or just God is glorified through that, you know, service to my family, service to my community, service to my church. Those things matter because they matter to God. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's what stood out to me in the service section.
1: I think my favorite thing in the service section was, um, so I'm just going to read it. He says right here. Well, he says, we experience a fear that comes out of something like this. If I do that, people will take advantage of me. Mm -hmm. They'll walk all over me. And he says right here, we must see the difference between choosing to serve and choosing to be a servant. Mm -hmm. When we choose to serve, we're still in charge. We decide who will serve, when we'll serve. And if we're in charge, then we're going to worry a lot about whether people are stepping on us or taking charge over us. Mm-hmm. But if we choose to be a servant, we give up the right to be in charge. Mm. And he says there is great freedom in this. If we voluntarily choose to be taken advantage of, then we can't be manipulated. When we choose to be a servant, we surrender the right to decide who and when we will serve. We become available and vulnerable. Mm. It's, I mean, that I don't even know where to go from that. Like yeah. that, <laughs> yeah. That one just, yeah, again smacks me right in the face. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: How many times do I, you know? try to take control of the situation because I think that, uh, it's not being done right. Or I'm, I'm, you know, being walked on. And so I'm gonna, you know, I shouldn't be manipulated like that, you know, but if I willingly do that, that's the heart of Christ. Like right. that's the heart of God.
1: It says, consider those perspective of a slave, a slave Sees all of life through the viewpoint of slavery. Mm. He doesn't see himself as possessing the same rights as free men and women. Mm. So it's a it's a giving up of rights. Right. You know, he says, "Please understand me. When this slavery is involuntary, it is cruel and dehumanizing. Right. When slavery is freely chosen, however, everything is changed. Yeah. Voluntary servanthood is a joy. Mm-hmm. It, I I would compare it to having a newborn. Mm you'll give everything yes. for a newborn.
0: Yeah. Happily.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you and know, you choose to
1: do and that. not that there aren't moments of just sheer, like, <laughs> you know, but, right. but if you think for me, I think back to those times when they were little, I'll give up sleep. I'll give up. Yeah. I'll give up anything I have to give up. It's a joy. Yeah. It's a, it's a treasure. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> you know,
0: um, and you always hear people say you won't get this time back or it goes by so fast yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to treasure those moments. Yep. Willingly. Yeah. Give that up. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think, um, the last section, um, we'll hold off on that and do that for the next episode. Yeah. So the next section is, uh, corporate disciplines. So that will include confession, worship guidance, and celebration. And so for now, we're going to sign off, and we will see you in two weeks. Um, Come back and join us on Grounds for Discussion, where the coffee and the books are perfect blend.